0: W hd 3 Detroit. kmpshd HD3 Seattle. WBMX
1: H D three Boston.
0: And on AOL Radio and Yahoo Launchcast. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to behind the paranormal. With Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-Soul. New skyradio.com.
2: Is the Earth about to suffer a pole shift? What are shadow people? Can you communicate with rocks?
3: Hello there, and welcome to the 330th broadcast of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. And those unusual questions came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. So, we have no guests this evening, it's an open line show, and we'll be answering some pretty interesting questions, as you can tell from our intro, from our listeners. As always, you're welcome to call in, and the numbers tonight are 241 Five four five seven six eight five. Again, that's two four eight five four five seven six
2: eight five. Okay, so with no dishevelment or ado, let's get right to it. This is from Brittany. I won't okay and, and it just says Rhode Island. Good catch. Good catch. Okay. Uh,
3: hi, Paul and Ben. I look forward to every show and I believe I have listened to all three hundred plus at least once. At least <laughs> With all the shows you've you've done on the matter of 2012, you've mentioned pole shifts once or twice, but never said much about them. Other shows and books are saying that they are that all the trouble the Mayans foresaw was because of a pole shift. There's even a TV commercial lately that mentions it. Uh, what do you think? Yeah.
2: All right. Well, it's a very good question, Brittany, and it's a very very complex and controversial subject. I, I think I've seen that. I don't watch much TV, but. I was sitting up there with mom. Was it the universe? Uh, no, it's the it? one. I guess they're, they're, I think it's for a retirement plan of some kind, and there is a bunch of cogs as in a machine going, and it says, uh, "Well, the Mayans suggest that this is going to happen. It's going to because they don't say anything about a pole shift, and we're all going to float off the Earth." That's well, a new one on me, but it was hilarious because they said, "If that happens, don't worry about retirement, but if it doesn't happen, you better worry about." It. So it was it was a cool kind of a thing to see <laughs> in, in its odd way. Anyway. The, uh, the issue of a pole ship, poles, of course, being the North Pole and the South Pole, the axis mm-hmm. of the Earth, uh, shifting have been the subject of well per speculation for maybe, what, A 100 years or so. See. Uh, various scientists. Nobody agrees on much of anything, how it would work or what would happen. But the idea of the Earth literally turning over um, is only one of a number of interpretations of this. Now, any scout. Any young person who's in the scouts or scouting will tell you that your compass does not point directly to the North Pole. It points to magnetic north, which is an entirely different critter. In fact, it's getting about farther away from the North Pole uh, by about 40 miles a year. So magnetic north, where where uh, the and that's determined by the, the spinning of the core of iron in the Earth that that creates literally magnetism and 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 possibly gravity and a number of other things uh, that that we kind of rely on, uh, will kind of determine where this this magnetic north is. At this point, it's about uh, several hundred miles off Ellesmere Island in uh, northern Canada. It's in the middle of the Arctic Ocean. <laughs> wow! Right. <laughs> All right. So it's not really that close to the North Pole, relatively speaking. Mm. So that's where your compass actually points. That is moving all the time. That apparently, from what we can see, does not necessarily create any sort of uh, catastrophic results on the physical nature of the planet, and it kind of does move around uh, accordingly. However, there are a number of rather odd and not too reassuring facts from, well, from paleontology and from... Uh, uh, geology and a number of other sciences that that indicate that there may be more to it than that for example one of the most obvious is that there are areas of the Arctic and Antarctic that obviously used to be tropical right. uh, because there are remnants of of tropical plants found deep in the in the ice and things of like this, or even in the soil beneath the ice, that sort of thing, uh, lakes that of course have been covered up for for millennia or even millions of years, and the problem with that is, of course, that indicates that the the position of those land masses was uh, substantially different than it is now relative to the sun. Obviously, that's you know the the direct rays of the sun do not hit the ice, which is why you have ice caps. But if the, if they were at one point pointing toward the sun. Uh, the, the, then you would have tropical conditions and everything would be different Now, of course, one theory about that is that when asteroids hit the Earth Perhaps the one that allegedly killed the dinosaurs, although that's now being debated again It is possible and, and it, that any planet being hit by a large asteroid, if it's heavy enough, would literally push the planet over Perhaps change its orbit or things of this kind but the orbit thing is another issue.
3: Well, that would explain the change in atmosphere because the atmosphere at the time of the dinosaurs was completely different from ours now. We'd probably not be able to survive.
2: Yeah, well, it was completely different. It was different enough so that we, we wouldn't be able to survive, even considering uh, microbes that we would have no immunity to. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's another thing, Ben, too, that, that, that has, has struck me. It's not just a matter of the Earth kind of turning over because of the impact by an asteroid. It could be uh, simply changes in um, the Earth's orbit. Mm. You know, a little bit farther from the sun, and you might have tropical conditions in these areas. So there's that, too. But, of course, what changes the orbit? Well, the orbit, uh, it kind of changes a little bit all the time. And none of these things is static. Everybody says, oh, my gosh, global warming. And it might necessarily be a good thing, but everything, the climate, changes all the time. Yeah. And uh, I mean, what what is the implication that it should be static? I mean, that, that would be extremely unhealthy. Well, so, yeah, like um, yeah, not that I'm saying it's a good thing, or no, or, or that we're not helping.
3: No, it's just part to of cause it. But. it's just part of nature. I mean, like look at um, oh, like I, th- I think it was like a little after the fall of the Roman Empire, there was about five to six hundred year period where um. Well, the, the first fall of the Roman Empire. Not not the Byzantine Empire. I no, mean, I mean, oh, yeah, well, that yeah. was the fourteen
2: hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, I realize the Roman Empire lasted until the 1400s. Yeah, I just need to, just need yeah. to s- separate the Byzantines from
3: the Romans. Yeah. And, sure. I mean, um, there was a period known as the Little Ice Age. Yeah, serious
2: well, winter conditions. Uh,
3: yeah, and it, yeah. It, last, it lasted for a long time. And, like, the earth cooled, like, three degrees, which changed everything. And so mm-hmm. it brought people's immunities down,
2: killed yep. the crops. And it led to, like, the Black Plague and, like, all this stuff that... You can argue that. There are serious studies, uh, for example, on on the political implications of severe climate change. Yeah, we actually talked about that in my... My music history class, of all things. <laughs> Wait, well, yeah. Severe changes in music because of uh, well, actually, I mean, all the well, because people froze.
3: Well, no, because since all these people were dying, I mean, oh, their, yeah, right. their neighbors just sort of took their property. Like, oh, well, we're just going to watch it for them while they're gone. <laughs> so that yeah. people, so thus the middle class developed, and... Yeah, there are all sorts yeah, of... Every,
2: everything is connected to everything else. Everything affects everything else, as we say in our multiv- multiverse theories, having to do with the Ubuntu, you know, the, the African idea... That everything affects everything else, and everything you do affects everybody else, and it's really true. It is true. So, but anyway, to uh, all this has to do with, with the ideas of poles, just because this affects everything, but the exact nature of it really is not not known. So, if that's the case, then would
3: the would a global climate change possibly be attributed to this?
2: Could be. I don't know. Changes in there 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 was a wobble in the Earth's. Um, well, it's the Earth's rotation, but that's always been the case. Exactly. And there's some indication yeah. that the orbit has not quite... I mean, we're not scientists here, but these are all things that we are heard, we hear heard, from heard, people yeah. who have been on the show. and Different and, and we, sources we, we, and things. You
3: know, have that's the good thing about having a show like this. It's great.
2: You meet yeah. all these wonderful people with all this knowledge. So, uh, th- th- that is, uh, so yeah, I think that, that whether you're right to be concerned about this, perhaps, yeah. But I, I, the minds don't talk anything about... An actual pole shift, and, and whether it's actually going to occur in twenty twelve, that that's that's another big if. I mean, you know, maybe nothing will occur this year.
3: Well, the thing is, um, the Mayan calendar after this date would still go on. I mean, it still goes on. The calendar doesn't finish. In yeah. certain cultures, the calendar doesn't finish; it just keeps going. Also, someone there was an argument made by a scientist that they didn't that the Mayans didn't account for um, what's it called. Uh, so, oh. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, daylight savings time. <laughs> right. So they didn't account for daylight savings time. So the actual date of our destruction would have been like, like six years ago.
2: Was it daylight time or was it leap year?
3: Leap year. Leap year. It was okay. Leap years, not daylight I mean, savings. Daylight time. time yeah. I don't, that wouldn't do anything. No, uh, no, no. I, I but, but leap, leap year years. would. That,
2: that's why they corrected the the, uh, the, the Julian calendar because. Uh, you would know, end up with Christmas in June eventually. Mm. So, I mean, these are all factors here. One of the things also that, that's that's pretty disconcerting, Ben, maybe you've heard about this, is uh, during the Pliocene epoch, which was the uh, age of mammals, you know, you know, woolly mammoths and and early uh, horses elephants. running around and, and this sort of thing, uh, ruling the earth, you know, and then man somehow showed up somewhere toward the end of that. And th- there have been fossils, particularly in, in Siberia, where there are a lot of frozen mammoths. Mm woolly mammoths that, uh, of course when, they, when the area was not snow covered and when it was very mild and lots of grasslands for them to feed on and all this business and the mammoths apparently some of them and even uh, you know hardcore orthodox with a small old scientist will say they'll admit this that the mammoths seem to have been quick frozen by mm. some kind of amazing change in the atmosphere uh, Whether this and one could imagine if there was a physical shift in the Earth's position that was rather quick. Uh, maybe the commercial would have a point, I don't know if you're floating off the Earth, but you, but you might uh, have a very quick change in, in, in temperature to the point where huge amounts of, of super-cooled air from uh, the, the upper atmosphere might might be drawn down because everything kind of gets mixed up and, and, and the air currents are disrupted uh, to an extreme degree. Uh, or, uh, and also th- there were mammoths found with... with uh, uh, the contents of their stomach perfectly intact as though they had been quick frozen while eating mm. uh they were quick frozen or or, or at least uh, suffocated also there was a, there was an- indi- indication of suffocation very quickly as well uh, standing up didn 't even have a chance to fall over so something very quick happened, and one of the explanations that has been put forth about some of this is pulse. well that, that uh, there's
3: a lot of Reasons why we still sort of fear Mother Nature, and this is why <laughs> we all we, yeah, we yeah. underestimate well,
2: we underestimate yeah. her. Well, anyways. it's funny all the um, the the a lot of the pagan religions, even uh, even the neo pagan ones, who would sometimes don't have much of a tradition, but yet the, 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 there, there's a core there that I respect. They seem to have an idea of. Uh, the goddess, you know, the Gaia or wherever you call her, the mother, mother nature, as as the mm. common parlance has, as being a loving mother, but also a disciplining mother. Yeah, you know, and there there are two sides there, and uh, we're not always on the the good grace's end of it and it's no wonder I mean, we've trashed the place pretty well yeah we're really you know, good at that game you know, overpopulation is beyond comprehension and this sort of thing but we, uh, as far as the poll thing uh, all, all that uh, I really couldn't tell <laughs> you one way or the other uh, Brittany that was well, a really
3: roundabout way to not answer the question
2: <laughs> well we answered what we talked about the issue but nobody really knows I mean I don't think anyone any scientists have claimed to know and you certainly don't know when uh, perhaps it's, it's a matter of these things do happen we're not entirely sure of what, what the consequences might be, but we certainly don't know when. Well, and the sources out there aren't really that great either. There's not a lot of people who talk about this. Well, another thing that they didn't mention, too, is, is another possible cause of this is, uh, as Emmanuel Velkovsky wrote, the Russian writer in the early part of the 20th century, who, very controversial, was the approach of another huge celestial body. And there's a lot of talk now about this comet uh, that was coming, or a Planet X, or Buru, as Zechariah Sitchin might have called it, uh, coming close to the Earth and, and totally disrupting the magnetic field. The Earth's magnetic field has, has um, weakened mm. about 5% in the last century or two. I don't know the figures in front of me. But these things, um, th- none of them are all that reassuring. And uh, there was supposedly, you know, a lot of the people who believe in this planetary issue say that there is a planet is behind the sun, so you really can't see it. But there's evidence for NASA's covering it up and all this stuff. Now, I don't know anything about that, but uh, that that's another possibility for um, uh, this pole shift kind of thing. So, anyway, that's... Uh, Probably about as much as we can say about that. I had some information here. That, yeah, the, the, uh, there is a thing on Wikipedia that talks about the pole shift hypothesis. I actually, I actually brought this up. I wrote it off my phone. Thanks, iPhones. Oh, you did. Good. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
3: I, I was glancing at it while you were talking. All right.
2: All right. And uh, there is, uh, you know, something not. Well, there, there's used. some, there's some interesting
3: stuff in there, but there's a lot of citations. That well, the, that's right. yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. Well, there's Wikipedia
2: yeah. is, is extremely useful, but also very controversial. You, you know, it's, uh, people people put who might not have a lot of qualifications will put things there and uh, but I don't know, I think it's a good result but you know, get judged for yourself, see what, see what happens there are always new books coming out, new findings yeah. okay, here is one from Ed in Vancouver, Washington
3: okay, uh, hello Ed uh, he, he writes to us you guys should do a show on shadow people everybody in the paranormal is talking about them and I've seen them myself what are they?
2: Okay, well, I'd like to know what you've seen, Ed. Uh, shadow people, you know, you can't think we're not talking about them because we don't use the same terms. Shadow people is a term that is relatively recent in the paranormal. In other words, I know when I was kicking around in the 70s and 80s, I didn't hear it, and then it seems like it uh, sort of came around in the 90s and became a popular well, term. Well,
3: there was um, there was one group that we met, because someone invited us over to their house, and that, it was a, it was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this, in Rhode Island. Yeah, this yeah. Uh, lady was talking about shadow people, and how she saw mm. them all the time, and how they have some sort of Native American connection, or something to that effect. But I don't, I don't know. Well, you can you can continue your explanation. I just wonder Well, just it's just that. it's
2: just that it's just that the it, the terms will sometimes change, but these shadow people could be anything. Uh, they could be the the more common uh, form of ghosts uh, people might see uh, you might say uh, i saw this a darkish form because ghosts uh quote unquote don't always come through as whitish or gauzy or anything like that sometimes uh, they seem to be darkish, depending on the electromagnetic conditions i would say also they do turn up a lot in parasite cases but sometimes they turn up. Uh, they look. They look like the silhouettes of people, uh, especially men wearing broad-brimmed hats and long coats. Uh, one thinks of the Men in Black mm. kind of thing. Uh, there could be anything. Uh, I'd have to tell you. Uh, certainly, Ed. The um, experience we have had with them, of course, is essentially like most others. You know, you see them out of the corner of your eye. That could be. Your imagination. It could be an optical phenomenon of some kind. It could be just yeah, uh, eye floater, you know, eye floater, or you're or you're, mis- you're mistaking something else. It could be you know, a happy squirrel jumping or something, and you yeah, see it out yeah, the Yeah, of you, right. you, But if you see it like straight on, then that, there's yeah. Definitely well, something. what's interesting about the shadow thing, shadow people thing, is that lately they've been hearing more and more reports of people seeing them straight on. Yeah. It's, it's not so much out of the corner anymore. And of course, that makes me wonder, of course, about what we were always talking about—the boundaries seem to be thinning the boundaries mm. among the world and I, I, I tend to think it's an electromagnetic uh, byproduct of what's going on in the galactic neighborhood here in 2012 with all this uh, the flattening out of the galactic neighborhood and, and uh, a lot of energies seeming to uh, be coming straight through electromagnetically uh, and astronomically that just were not the, the norm in, in the past and it seems like the, these affect space time where well, we find this in our cases and when uh, by affecting space-time it means that it can thin the boundaries between all alternate realities and parallel worlds, and you see ghosts and you see funny shadows, and you see guys with weird hats and all this business and they may or may not see you uh, we've said many times on the show that often we're doing cases and, and the uh, entities involved will, or the people on the other side, quote-unquote to use a classic term, will think we're ghosts too, because they're going about their daily lives, physical and all and they, they see us as shadow people or, or weird Wispy ghosts and this sort of thing Some of them anyway So that that, that is an issue here So I uh, am concerned however when you do see These darkish figures um, I think back to the parasite cases we've done And parasites of course in our uh, Dictionary are indica- Indicative of what most People in folklore would call demons Or things that are not necessarily our Friends uh, They may be disinterestedly hostile to us but nevertheless it's not good to be around them uh, however they do seem to be to be active among the human uh, species and there are a lot of theories that are not all that reassuring about what they're actually doing or what effect they may have had on our history or our development as a species but in any case uh, we do find these shadow people and it's interesting uh, among the shadow people the, the the small ones I'm thinking of the uh, the case that's in the book Footsteps in the Attic That I wrote in 2002 And are uh, good friends to this day uh, People in, in Rhode Island Who uh, live in a house Where the shadow people were Quite uh, prominent at one point uh, Small ones, short ones you should literally see them Running around the kitchen This sort of thing And yeah, bouncing up and down and... Yeah And uh, well that's the Connecticut case too mm-hmm. There was some of that uh, So anyway They do tend to turn up um, One of the interesting Cate- I suppose categories of so-called shadow people are uh, and I was reading up on it lately were the half people you only see the top half of the person and I've seen that I saw that in, in England in Wismans Wood uh, where I hope to take you someday and uh, you could literally see a guy all in furs uh, in the top half of his body and he could do it. he was only about 30-40 feet away from me if that Uh, There were no trees between us He was standing at the edge of this this amazing uh, Woodland in in the south south of England uh, With these ancient oak trees And uh, he turned around And and I I have to say He kind of looked through me Not at me Because he was in his world and I was in mine And maybe, I don't think he could see me But he could feel my presence as we always can each other And uh, who he was What he was, I don't know But I can only see his top half So that, that, that supposedly was considered a shadow person too So actually, Ed, I have very little concrete information on this. They are seen. They are apparently more common. Um, I would like to have anyone write in, please, and tell us what experiences you believe you've had with shadow people, especially seeing them straight on, what actions they may take. And uh, there is another... And perhaps a credible expert for which we may interview. Yeah, well, I mean... Well, what's, a, what's often said is that there are no experts in this field, just people with good theories. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, that that's, is, that that's is the thing. So uh, we do, I think, I think there's another one on, on this subject. Yeah, this is from Marco in Jamestown, North Dakota. Okay, so Marco writes,
3: Hi, Paul and Ben. I really like how you teach people to protect themselves, because we never know just what we are dealing with uh, when we see or hear something paranormal. Uh my family and me are seeing what you would call a shadow person uh late at night. He comes in through windows uh like smoke and forms the figure of a man with a hat. At first we just saw him out of the corner of the eye, but now we can see uh, we can look straight at him. There are no ghostly events in the house. We are a close family uh like you always say to be. Uh, this guy never makes a move except to watch us. Then goes back out the window. Uh, we get the feeling of being watched sometimes, uh, even when we do not see him during the day. Are we in any danger? And are there any steps we should take?
2: Hmm. Those are good questions, uh, Marco. Thank you. And uh, actually, we are coming up on a break right now, but uh, we will get back to this. And Ben, I'd like you know, do, do, do your friends ever? I mean, you're a social creature. I mean, do your friends ever... He's like a chicken. Being, uh, they must know your background in this. Do they ever bring up shadow people or anything? No. No. I no. Mean,
3: well, most of my friends don't really bring it up. But if it is brought up, usually some of my friends do bring up... Because like, a lot of young people stuff. see
2: these. seemingly.
3: Yeah, it's, it's it's weird. Some some people I've talked to have have had uh, experiences like this. But I don't really know what to make of it. Mm. Especially since this is the first time I've ever heard of something, like, turning into, like, a smoke and then going out of a window. And oh, yeah, I've heard of that, yeah. Really?
2: I've never, I, I, yeah. that, that's <laughs> think I've seen it more Well, it's,
3: I, I haven't seen it, it's new to me. Yeah. Oh, that's that yeah, the thing.
2: Yeah.
3: And it, it's, hmm, how to put it? Don't quite know how to put it. But we must wrap for a break, so stay with us. Yes. On Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.
1: So what are you thankful for? The I'm Thankful Network explores the positive. Join host Sue Lundquist, Tuesdays at noon Eastern Time, empowering women, empowering lives. The I'm Thankful Network on New Sky Radio. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, the Dr. Pat Show is alive with a distinctive blend of interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Get in the know following dr pat join host laura lee for laura lee's spirit salon contact your dearly departed spirit guides and angels to find answers closure guidance insight revelations and prophecy regarding matters of the heart by contacting the other side through acclaimed medium laura lee you are not alone batter up Life's a game. Win. Call and get advice from today's top coaches that are here to help you win the game of life. The Coach Me Network is live starting at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Call in early. The lines are hot. 248-545-7685. Instant feedback at newskyradio.com. Sky Radio. Newskyradio.com. New Horizons. No Boundaries. Powered by CBS, Yahoo,
0: and Radio.com. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now 248 545 soul New SkyRadio.com. Believe.
2: All right, we're back on Behind the Paranormal, and we are dealing with a question from Marco in Jamestown, North Dakota, and he says that uh, his people, his family, that is, is seeing uh, what could be described as shadow people, uh, big topic in the paranormal right now. And he's uh, uh, asking if there's any danger. Uh, and this is a very interesting case because the, the figure or the s- a smoke-like substance, he says, seems to come through the windows at night and forms the figure of a man with a hat. Uh, they don't see him, and they see him straight on, not necessarily out of the corner of the eye, as is often the case with shadow people. He reports no other ghostly events in the house. Or uh, close family, as we always advise people to be uh, in defense against uh, negative entities. Well, the guy never makes a move to wa- except to watch us, and he sometimes uh, feel watched during the day. This feeling watched thing is a common characteristic of yeah, shadow is, people, yeah. seemingly. Well, most uh, most paranormal phenomena, phenomena
3: yeah that, that turns out to be negative, because I've had people like, oh, I feel like I'm being watched. What do you do? And it's like, uh, well, I wait. <laughs> See if something else happens. You never know. I mean, yeah. You just... Well, you, you
2: take the defensive steps to yeah. to, uh, be, to bring in the positive energy to displace place, the negative energy. That always is very important thing to do. Yes. So, uh, in any case, I would say, uh, Marco, to continue to watch this situation. It's very interesting. If you can, do you, have, do you have any photographs of this? We'd love to see it. I have heard. Maybe I believe on one or two occasions I have seen something like this happen uh, many years ago, working on a case. Actually, this this energy come in through a window and uh, sort of form something. Uh, you seem to have only one operating here. Uh, my gut tells me that you might want to take uh, precautions uh, against a, a parasite here. They can only get so powerful if your family is positive. I'm thinking of one family, Ben, uh, right here in town, where where the people were had, had were, were so positive. Uh, that they had something going on and it just it just didn't didn't catch it it didn't it didn't escalate it didn't get it get stronger because there another thing to feed on because they were such positive people i would say that that is your best defense at all times stay together uh humor faith all good things and uh you 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 really uh, can't go wrong
3: well it, it seems like he follows our advice at re- at already
2: seems like he so. does yeah yeah again they, they don't seem to feel threatened, I'd say it is, Just, I'd say it is. Uh, I would say you're not in danger because of your own strength and the steps you should take uh, Marco would be to, as I say, just, just reinforce what you're doing already reinforce that positive nature uh, you want to make sure too that nobody in the house is fooling around with uh, anything occult you don't mention how big your family is but you know, there might be somebody who uh, has been fooling around with the occult or the Ouija board or something like this. That that's not good either. That, that provides energy uh, for these negative things. So, what you want to do is avoid that. But barring that, I'd say to sort of keep on doing what you're doing. And we would like to hear more about this. The um, be, it just people say, well, the, you know, the, the the darker forms in which these are seen are always parasites, are always demonic. But that's not necessarily the case. There are plenty of shadow people I've heard about who apparently have no interest in what we're doing. They seem to be passing, you know, on their own business. And I always liken it as we always say to uh, being in your house and watching a neighbor go by outside, and your curtains are in the way, so you see them as a shadow, or you see them as a, as something other than the, the, than a full physical being. But they're just full physical beings; they're your neighbors. So uh, there, there's a, there's uh, there's that as well. So mm. I'd say keep an eye on the situation, and uh, you know keep us posted on it. And and uh, I think you're probably doing the right thing right now. And uh, what you want to watch out for is any further. Uh, evidence of, uh, as you call a ghostly phenomena going on in the house. But watch your imagination, too, because that, You know, once one thing starts, you, you can start to see things. And just take take it a step at a time. All right, here's an interesting one. This is from Meg S. in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
3: Okay, so Meg S. writes, Paul and Ben, you're so cool. I love to hear you two interact. And uh, <laughs> you should do... Hey, you should do a show on uh, psychometry. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, Something I've been able to do since I was a kid, even though I didn't know uh, what it was called. I'm a registered nurse and work in a very good, caring uh, Catholic nursing home. Many of the residents have old pictures, knickknacks, or just old objects they uh, brought with them, and when they uh, when they came here, Uh, very often when I pick them up, it's like turning on a TV. I will get pictures of them when they were younger, uh, hear people speaking, and See people they knew. It isn't always uh, pleasant. In fact, I'm careful not to touch uh, people's things if I don't uh, have to, because the result is so distracting. I'd like to hear uh, about this on uh, one of your shows. I'm sure there's an expert you can find, or uh, maybe you have experiences with this yourselves. Uh, we did have a show on this, I actually. Oh, did we? Yeah, really, yeah. a really long time ago. Oh, okay. I, f- I forgot who we had on, though. Oh, I it was a really nice lady.
2: Well, um, maybe Meg doesn't have time to listen to all three. Yeah, I know, fuck. I know. We can... Yeah. We can so uh, get have mercy party. on people that way. Yeah. No, psychometry so is a very interesting phenomenon. It must be a pain in the neck to be really good at it and have it be spontaneous and pick up, you know, anything and get pictures of where it's been and... There was an X-Men like that.
3: Oh, there was? Yeah, well, sort know. of. Sort of like that. Yeah. Uh, I forgot her name. But actually, it was... The result was actually worse if she touched things like she'd end up killing people but the point being is with this like I, that it's, it's a fascinating thing and it, it's not something that is like the x-men where like you have some crazy power where you can like toss things around but it's still interesting to hear about this stuff well that's
2: why one of the questions opening the show was you know can you communicate with rocks because literally i've known people who could pick up rocks and and kind of knew their whole history you know maybe they came from a quarry somewhere and they there was a blast, and they got thrown up into the air and ended up where they were, or they came out of a volcano sometime. I feel like rocks would be very interesting to talk to. Yeah, well, it's a quote from um, well, it's one of the few movies I know, um, Dante's Peak. A man who looks um, at rocks must have a lot on his mind, <laughs> or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but again, Peak. but what, what I found interesting about that with, with the rocks was that people were not involved here, really. So it's not as if when you're doing when you're as, as it's called a rock, you're actually picking up where it's been in relation to people. It's like it has its own life, its own consciousness, and the natives, as you know, would uh, would say, "Well, that's exactly what it is. They have their own spirit, their own their own lives, their own histories." Yeah, so but it, was, it
3: in, it's like what Shinto teaches. Uh, what well, sorry, Shinto. Oh yeah, okay. All yeah. all things have a spirit.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. It's well, like, well, you know the Navajos. You were down among them. You. Uh,
3: oh yeah, they were very interesting people. Yeah.
2: yeah I didn't yeah. get
3: a chance to talk like about their like, beliefs on stuff because I was basically ta- tearing down old
2: buildings. And yeah, yeah. Well, you were helping people. Out. Well, you get to talk about skinwalkers.
3: Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. interesting. That was they
2: interesting. were surprised yeah. that you knew what they were. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I was not the uh, the.
3: Traditional
2: uh, white man among the dumb European. Uh, yes, yeah. yes. All right. Well, anyway, with all due respect <laughs> to our European listeners. Okay. Yeah, we're coming down to another break, but uh, certainly, uh, yeah, I, I, we have some experience, or I have some experiences anyway, uh, Megan. We'll, we'll talk about that after the break. But uh, I, I knew a girl very well. This is this is back, uh, in the, the dawn of cable television when Edna Lorraine Warren, two of my early mentors, had a show on a local cable TV station in Connecticut, the first one, and uh, we would have a studio show every week, and, and they would come, and the girl would come in, and she, uh, once I got talking to her, she could, she could psychometrize things, and she could pick up a human, I don't know about rocks, but human objects, and uh, tell, who see pictures in her mind of, of who the person was, and who owned them, and everything else. And of course the question was, well, is this real, or is, is this just in her imagination? Well, we... Did a little work with her, and sure enough, she was able to... Um, you know, well, we found out that these things really did belong to people like that, and uh, the family uh, corroborated some of the stuff she said. It was really very interesting. But in any case, you were listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio, newskyradio.com. We'll be right back to continue our open line show in just a moment. Stay with us.
1: Take CBS Radio, the sky, with you wherever you go. Be sure to download the radio.com app today from your mobile marketplace. And when you really want to know more, 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 be sure to visit NewSkyRadio.com. Get in deep with exclusive articles and Sky News. Get your weekly horoscope and the inside scoop on host events. Radio.com and NewSkyRadio.com. Stay connected.
0: is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248 545 soul New SkyRadio.com.
2: And we're back. Welcome back. And we are talking about psychometry based on a question from Meg in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And psychometry is the ability, supposedly, to pick up an object and to read So to speak, where it has been uh, Who has handled it What it has witnessed And it's, I suppose, life Everything is alive And uh, that's what we're discussing So I was mentioning that I knew a young lady Who was very good at that There seem to be more women uh, than men Who are better at that, at least in my experience However, there are other questions That kind of go beyond And I think, as I mentioned, I was fascinated by the idea that, That rocks sometimes Can be psychometrized And they have a whole story that has nothing to do with any relationships with people. So it's not as if people have embedded their brain waves in them or whatever. This residual haunting believers think about recording stuff on the environment. Uh, that's quite interesting. But uh, what uh, this may lead to a question of uh, the so called haunted objects. Uh, I remember when we were um, I was on the uh, I had a brief cameo in in the uh, Travel Channel's Curses of New England. And I was talking about uh, one of the Newport mansions in Rhode Island here and uh, some of the haunted objects that that are there, uh, Belcourt Castle, and a haunted suit of armor and all this business. Well, how do these things get haunted? And we've also had cases where people have literally moved objects or fooled around with physical objects, and it has seemed to have triggered some sort of paranormal event uh, or two or three and uh, this sort of thing does raise questions about the, the nature of uh, physical objects. And I think it certainly lends credence to the Native idea that that these things have their own spirits and their own lives, as it were. There was one uh, case where um, the people will actually see around this suit of armor, as I'm, as I'm given to understand, in, in the Newport Mansion uh, here... Uh, human voices. Mm. Uh, see, perhaps someone who uh, maybe perhaps had worn the armor. There, there's supposed to be a monk who somehow uh, came with some of the objects. Is that what happened? But I think what's actually going on here is that the physical objects have. Uh, I often compare it with an old LP record, you know, and, and there are lumps in the record. This is, this is, of course, a consciousness wave spreading across the multiverse, and then, uh, the lumps in the wave are the objects, say, or the people we know. And uh, when the, the, the lumps are there, they, they, they sort of become part of each other because they're all connected by this wave. And uh, that includes the people who are part of their lives, as it were. And so I think that's, that has a lot to do with how it kind of works. So psychometry, a very interesting phenomenon, and one that I think we will perhaps do another show on at some point here. Okay, here is... Um, this is from... Oh, this is an interesting. From Ricky in Rockland, Maine. Ricky of Rock. Wow, there's so much alliteration in this. All right, uh, hi Paul,
3: I look uh, at your Facebook page and I say, wow I saw that thing you wrote on those shamans bringing a kid and a guy back from the dead and I think all my hair stood on end. Have you ever heard of that happening again and could it happen across the multiverse like you say without a shaman doing it? Now, now that That is
2: a really good and creepy question. What Ricky is referring to is uh, actually it's it 's not on the Facebook well we of course Ben and I both have our Facebook pages you're very welcome to visit uh, Paul Eno and Benjamin Eno, and uh, the show itself has a Facebook page uh, behind the paranormal with Paul and Ben you know very welcome to you know put your two cents in there we have we don 't have a blog yet, which is I guess really dumb, but there's only so there 's only so many hours in the day we only have so much help mm-hmm. but this back from the dead article is actually on our main website, which is new england there are links to that from BehindTheParanormal.com, our show site. So uh, what he's referring to is uh, an event that uh, essentially uh, occurred in the nineteen two events that occurred to me in the 1970s. I traveled a great deal in 1979, uh, some of it in the line of military duty, and I was able to uh, encounter two shaman, shamans from from entirely different parts of the world. One was in Australia, the other was in Quebec and the Cree tribe and of course in Australia the aboriginal people and um, what this article describes is their description to me after they kind of got to know me a little bit and they don't often you know, they're kind of reticent with strangers especially people of European descent who tend not to know much of anything they uh, were describing how when they were young they knew two shamans who were able to Literally at the behest of families who had lost loved ones Go into parallel worlds And literally drag, physically drag The people back into the world Because they, had, they hadn't died in those parallel worlds But they did die in this one And they literally dragged them back in Here, and it was quite remarkable Now again, as I, as I always say This is hearsay at 30 years' uh, distance and, of course, it was not only 30 years ago that I heard it, but it was probably at least 30 years, certainly, or more before that that this, these occurred, uh, according to these shamans. But I have found these people to be very honest, very accurate, and very well able to preserve oral traditions uh, without writing them down. And uh, this is uh, what what I heard. So uh, that's um, take that for what it's worth. I have no doubt uh, that these things can occur if our ideas about the multiverse are correct. Now, the really probing question here, and a very good one uh, from Ricky here, is, uh, could it happen? Well, have I heard of it happening again? I've heard bits and pieces of stories about this, because I look for this sort of thing. Uh, And could it happen across the multiverse, like you say, without a shaman doing it? In other words, could, could it happen spontaneously? Is it possible that you could be walking down the street and see your deceased father coming up the street having been brought in somehow uh, naturally or stumbled in or, or otherwise found his way inadvertently across a world boundary from a world where he never did die if this did occur I would say uh, as in the case of the, the two people brought back by the shaman that I heard about he would probably look very confused, things by their nature would be a little bit different probably and uh, here there would be people in your family he might not recognize who weren't there in the world in which he came, uh, from which he came and uh, there would be little glitches here and there because what happened with with the shamans as they told me was that this turned out to be a serious mistake there are reasons why people sort of flicker on and off in different worlds at different times why your body wears out and dies, and, and uh, yet your life continues in many other bodies and pl- plenty of parallel worlds so that you really, really don't ever die. Uh, all these paradoxes. There are reasons for this. And they, they sort of found this out. Uh, they all found out that it was a bad idea because the, uh, one of the, the young men in the story that I heard, the one in, in um, uh, Quebec, ended up uh, disappearing all over again. Nobody knows what happened to him, and the young boy ended up in Australia. Ended up going insane because he just he couldn't deal with uh, the reality of what was happening. But you know, but think of that. You know, dra- dragged back from a world in which you never died into a world in which you had died. The kid would walk to school every day past his own grave. Uh, and again, they, they they were very adamant. These shaman, that these were not resurrections. These were not reincarnations. These were actual. Uh, doubling up on the, of the physical world, so to speak, and bringing the guy in from where he never had died. So it is, uh, I don't see any reason why, Ricky, it would be impossible for a completely spontaneous uh, occurrence of this again. And we have to wrap for another break. We'll be right back on Behind the Paranormal with CBS, on CBS News Sky Radio. Be right back and stay with us for more gripping emails.
1: Thursday is a power-packed day here on the sky. Join us at noon for the I'm Thankful Network. At 1pm, it's the Dr. Pat Show. At 4pm, Colette Baron Reed takes the stage for the Colette Baron Reed Show. The Colette Baron Reed Show, where intuition, practical spirituality, great advice, a little woo-woo fun, and fabulosity meet. Colette baron reed is an internationally renowned intuitive counselor, educator, and best-selling author who helps others recognize and connect with their own intuition, potential, and purpose. Powerful motivational speaker, charismatic broadcast personality, and acclaimed performer, storyteller, and recording artist, Colette uses her extraordinary spiritual gifts to empower her clients to live a life that is awake and authentic and to create a reality that is spiritual, deliberate, and meaningful. Call in early. The lines are hot. 248-545-7685. Instant feedback at newskyradio.com. Newskyradio. Radio. Newskyradio.com. New Horizons, no boundaries. Powered by CBS, Yahoo, and radio.com.
0: Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call cool, man. 248 545 soul New SkyRadio.com. Believe.
2: Okay, we are back, and uh, that's about all I can say on that subject, Ricky, uh, as far as the spontaneous return of people from parallel worlds where they never died. It is entirely possible. Uh, and and just, just, to, just to finish up that thought We often refer to people Spontaneously disappearing Or spontaneously appearing The issue of uh, in, uh, Several times in Tokyo for example At an international uh, airport there People turned up with And this has happened different places around the world Different people turned up with passports From countries that never existed from, With, with uh, uh, clothes made of textiles That uh, were unknown uh, Things of this kind and it is entirely possible. Maybe they died in parallel worlds, and bingo, there they are uh, in, in, in this one. Uh, maybe something kind of backfired a little bit. I don't know. Maybe that's hell, <laughs> not knowing who you are or where you belong in extreme ways. I don't know. We'll see. So anyway, uh, thank you for the excellent question. Here's a, here's a very, very, I suppose, disconcerting one. And we like disconcerting questions because they they tend to get to the nature of reality. It's from Robert H. in Providence, Rhode Island.
3: Okay, so Robert H. writes to us, Love the show, Paul and Ben. You are unique. Um, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, Paul, I have lived in Rhode Island all my life, and I think I have read everything you have ever written. That includes The Paranormal... History and public affairs, including when you were a reporter in Westmoreland. Well, you can Warwick. probably skip the compliments. So I appreciate that? that very much. It, Robert, it's, it's always a pleasure to see you on History channel. Um, please tell me if I'm right about one thing, Paul. You are such a positive person, and your message about the paranormal is always positive in the end. But running through your whole philosophy of human existence seems to be something uh, very depressing. Do you truly believe that we are being farmed by another species, parasites, or otherwise? Uh, Many of your questions to your UFO guests seems to reflect this theme. Uh, What do you really uh, believe about this, if you honestly think uh, there is some truth to it? Uh, You have more courage than I have.
2: (laughs) Well, I really don't know, Robert. Uh, The more we find out about these things, the more confusing it can get. And, of course, that is what you do in a black operation. Um, In military intelligence training, you learn that you can't really keep secrets anymore but you you keep secrets by confusing everybody uh, creating diversions uh, leading them up the wrong path giving uh, accurate information from crazy people and uh, people who are trusted give inaccurate information that sort of thing Uh, that's how it works but I do suspect that behind it all there is a mighty secret or wonder that isn't necessarily to our benefit, although I think we have ways out of it. From all the one of the things about has been said before about this show is that we get to meet all sorts of amazing people who have uh, amazing things have happened to them. Wonderful people uh, who have had their lives changed by contact in extreme ways with the multiverse or with the paranormal, and uh, that has happened to me too. Uh, I think it's happened to Ben. And he speak for himself, but. I think what we're dealing with is something that indicates that what we see around us is not necessarily what is uh, the reality we perceive with our five senses is not necessarily real, in the fullest sense. Are we be the, the title of your email is Are we is farmed? And I've used that term to indicate how perhaps parasites seem to treat us, how we are fit into existence. I just fear greatly that it is possible we may have been manipulated or genetically created by another species, whether you want to call them aliens, parasites, what, multidimensional, and our purpose might be to be the cattle that feeds them. I don't mean literally, although there have been theories in that direction. <laughs> but the way these parasites operate, Ben, you've seen it too. Yeah, It's like we're being farmed. And But there, I just believe... I have to believe, I must believe, there is a way out. There is a way for us to conquer this. So it's not d- entirely a dark, defeatist attitude. No, we don't have to be victims. I always say that, especially to women. You don't have to be a victim anymore. You don't have to be alone anymore. That's the message of the paranormal. Mm. There is always a way out.
4: Yes.
2: So, Ben, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you run into this just as much as I do. Well, no, you're, you're right. I mean, you can't be...
3: Like, oh, well, we're stuck like this. We're, we're never going to get out of this. We're going to be farm animals forever. And it you can't think like that because, you know, there has there's always a way for everything. I mean, if people can keep hacking
2: computers, that means there's a way to do anything. I suppose. There's another side, though, that I suppose you might call it the lazy person's approach to this. There is a certain comfort, I suppose, in an odd way, in giving up. Mm. A lot of people have done that about our politics, uh, about our society, about even the earth, even about themselves. And I think that that's a serious mistake. You've got to hang in there and keep working. And the big thing is we've got to keep working together. We find that when these parasites seem to have a family or an individual by the throat, the family comes in, love comes forth. That parasite backs right off. That says more than a hundred books on the subjects. Okay, so there we are. Well, that's about all we have time for. I may take this up again in tomorrow's show too, because it, it deserves more discussion. We uh, have an open line show tomorrow too. Uh, no, we don't. Yeah, well, we, if we no. have time, we will. Uh, yeah, we will uh, get, we'll, we'll get, uh, get back to that. Okay, so uh, we thank everyone for writing in. These are very. You're a tribute to to the thinking people of America uh, Writing these excellent questions And we do appreciate it We, we love our listeners And we hope that um, you will talk about our show to all your friends Anyway, our show newsletter Called Good Spirits uh, Has reappeared I was going to say March 31st But actually it was finished a little early and went out today An uh, email newsletter But many names and email addresses were lost During the system transition last summer So if you subscribed before August 2011, please do so again at the show website, behindtheparanormal.com. Look for the Get Our Newsletter link at the upper right, and we will uh, send you. We're going to be putting it up probably monthly now instead of weekly, and it is a little bigger. There are articles about a lot of different things in there, Uh, certainly upcoming guests, uh, stuff we're doing and this business. All sorts of fun stuff like that. Absolutely.
3: Also, if you live in northern New England or uh, northeastern New York, or southern Quebec. My dad and I will be appearing at the Kellogg Hubbard Library in Montpelier, Vermont on Saturday, May 5th from 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. This is the first in a series of presentations and
2: town hall meetings we planned
3: this year in the United States and the United Kingdom.
2: And we're uh, currently, we've been invited to speak in New York City and several other places and uh, it's kind of expanding and we are, we are, our, our um, availability is... Limited because of the shows, but if, if you would like to um, have us come to your area uh, and, and speak, there are ways to do it that are, are not expensive, and uh, we can discuss that certainly uh, with you or go to our website, the programs page, or the newsletter talks about it as well. So there are all kinds of ways to find out about how we're doing. Uh, If you live in southeastern New England, uh, Ben and I are teaching a course at the Learning Connection in Providence once again, exploring the paranormal. Next session begins on Saturday, April 14th from 1 to 3 p.m., five weeks, including two field trips to case sites.
3: Uh, All right, Uh, so many thanks to our producer, Will Kosnick, and we will see you next Sunday, April 1st, April Fool's Day, when my dad and I will welcome British author Gary Osborne for a look at mysticism and The Paranormal. In the meantime, tune in to our New England Drive Time show on WON 1240 AM and on Worldwide.com at 6 p.m. Eastern every Monday. And you can always get free podcasts of all our shows along with show schedules and guest information at www.behindtheparanormal.com.
2: And we we'll leave you with a thought from the 20th century American author, I should say American athlete, John Wooden, or Woden. Be more concerned with your character than your reputation. Because your character is what you really are, while your reputation is merely what others think you are.
3: So thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey, and we will see you next time.